0: hey guys welcome to the one and done podcast where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life we're recording today from the rollo insurance studio in college station texas and we're excited to have y'all with us today all right everybody welcome back to episode 18 of the one and done podcast got a special guest today from over at our uh, our, our sister rival school is aggies down in uh, austin texas his name is andres yeah, bustamante hook
1: baby yeah he's
0: a realtor <laughs> keller williams over in austin and uh, we connected on LinkedIn. My man has a great LinkedIn page. He has some really cool content. Caught my eye. And uh, Andres, welcome to the show.
1: Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. We'll let it slide that you're a Longhorn man. <laughs> Good news is y'all yeah, coming back wrap into that
1: all the time. Look, I have the ring too.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? In Texas, though, when people see a ring like that, they think it's an Aggie ring.
1: <laughs> Unfortunate for them, then. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, good news, we'll get to settle it on the football field here in a couple of years. Oh, it sounds yeah, like. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. You have, have to come down to College Station Finally. and catch a game. Yeah, you'll have to come to Austin. Oh, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> I've been to okay <laughs> K. Uh, you're going
1: to want to stay. That's why you don't want to come.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you joining the show. Like I said, he has a, a phenomenal LinkedIn account and uh, it caught my attention. Some stuff he does, uh, some TikTok videos that basically are really educational uh, regarding, uh, real estate and the industry you're in, I thought, man, for a guy that young to be doing stuff like that, I, I have to get him on the podcast because I think he, he embodies what we're trying to do on the show, which is to find people who are successful, people who took the non-traditional path in life and it's helped make them very successful. So, uh, give the listeners a little feel about who you are, where you're from, and then how you got to where you're at today.
1: Yeah, of course. So right now I'm 25. I'm from El Paso, Texas, born to parents from Mexico. I went to school at 19 at the University of Texas at Austin. And I thought I wanted to be a supply chain management major, but that didn't really turn out how I wanted to. So freshman year, I kind of found that out. It was not supply chain and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I did know that I didn't want my parents paying for college or for my housing. So I found out that real estate was probably the best job at a young age to make money based on how much I work. And also based on my time because it's a it's based solely on commission. So I was a leasing agent throughout college for four years, and thankfully I was able to make enough money to cover my housing and also to cover my um, my my college tuition and whatnot. Really, really love that side of things. And then afterwards, once I graduated, I knew that I wanted to do real estate only sales. Actually, let's backtrack a bit. I made a sale when I was 22 or 21 million dollar sale on a downtown condo through a referral that I had helped through leasing. So just to cover quickly, leasing is whenever I would take any clients to an apartment and these apartments would pay either a flat fee per bedroom or a percentage of the first month's rent. So that's how you make money as a leasing agent. Uh, Really love that. I made a sale, made 30K on commission. Then I found my mentor through listening to podcasts in Austin, join his team as a full-time sales agent. And I mean, it's been actually amazing ever since.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned that you're uh, 25 now. So you've been doing this for what, six years now? You're You're a vet already? Um, yes. Tell everybody a little bit, because like I said, we've had real estate agents on the show so far, but I, I love hearing the difference that everybody describes their industry as. So if you describe what uh, real estate is in, in your world, what it looks like, um, start off with what you did leasing in college, because I think that's a phenomenal way to get into the industry. And then kind of more of what you're focusing on now.
1: So like I said, with the leasing side it was really the people you know, you want to have people that trust you. And you also want to find a need. The need here was on-campus housing or off-campus. West campus is an area where most UT students are 98 percent. So I knew all of the apartments, I knew all the property managers, and through that I was really able to kind of always, whenever I had a client, ask them the right questions and narrow down their search to three properties. We'd go see those three properties in one day and we'd get them to sign a lease. I'd get them to sign a lease from the property they liked the most. So. That was really my day. I'd go to classes. I was on the UT soccer team, and I was in some social groups as well, and also worked, which I loved the work because I could really choose my times when I did tours. That's yeah. the that's the beauty of it.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing about real estate and insurance that they have in common is the fact that the flexible time schedule, it allows you to do things like be on the soccer team, you know, be part of social clubs, those things that it basically is just generating leads for you right it's generating friendships loyalty and trust that generates money for you and that's that's a really cool thing about our industries i don't think is told about enough
1: oh yeah and for yourself it's also like the the commission based right so it's more so like the people you know who trust you and that's how that's how you help families and whatnot
0: absolutely um talk a little bit more about the uh what you're into now i'm assuming now that you're out of college you're probably not doing as many uh Leases. Yeah, no,
1: no, no leases, no leases anymore. That's really I kind of whenever I get leasing clients, I have one of my business partners help me out with that. And for me, it's solely focused on helping families buy or sell real estate. So my first year, I sold 26 homes. It was amazing because I was right out of college and made six figures. And then this year right now, I've 25 I have 20 more under contract, so it's going to be around maybe 45 as of now, end of year, and that's going to like double what I made this past year as a as a first year agent. So it's been amazing.
0: Yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, tell tell everybody a little bit about your industry from, uh, I know right now we're in a buyer's market or seller's market, probably both um, because of uh, mortgage rates as well as the prices of homes going up. Tell everybody a little bit about your industry. What drives your industry? Uh, what makes you love the industry that you work in? And uh, if somebody's listening to this in college and they they're thinking real estate's for them, uh, maybe maybe say some things that would make them think that you know this is the industry for them.
1: It's really just firstly, it's a mindset thing. You need to have the right mindset for anything in general. More so for real estate though, because it's really the time that you put in is what you'll get out of it. That's what I really love. And also, it's a people business. I love meeting people. I love being parts of groups and whatnot. So really, as long as people trust you, they'll go with you. And as long as you're a source of information, you always have to be an educator. So with this, the market is, yeah, it's huge seller seller market right now. So that means that the sellers have the upper hand because there's so many buyers right now because of low interest rates. So if someone puts a house on the market, they'll most likely go with multiple offers if the agent prices it right. So, yeah, it's, I mean right now listings are the are king listings mean whenever you represent a seller and for the buyers sometimes it's hard but that's when it gets cool you know because that's when you get savvy it's not all about the price you need to be a smart agent you need to know the right people you find off market you do new builds there's just so many ways that someone can be savvy and i just hear a lot of excuses all the time as to why people aren't doing as good as they think they should it's just extreme ownership if you're not doing good it's all on you you know absolutely I, yeah, all about extreme ownership. That's so important.
0: So you know, when you talk about that, what what is something that if somebody's thinking about listening to this podcast, they're thinking about getting into real estate at a young age. What are some of the things that they might want to consider if they're trying to get in in college, as far as like a time commitment goes, or how do you how do you generate relationships that generate those leads? Um, talk to me about that for a minute.
1: So, firstly, the, the the funny thing is, I encourage people to see how much they're going to be earning per hour at any other job. And then look at what one lease will do for you. That's legit what I would say. It's just insane how much one can earn as a part-time in college. I would really say be intentional about the relationships you you have with people. And then also, I mean, I loved touring apartments. I actually found it very fun to meet people and then just tour, look at apartments, look at different floor plans while also making money. And you always get free food, so that's always a bonus. I was running all over the place in college that I never had time to eat. I'm not joking. I think I would eat a lot of the time at the apartments because they, they gave me free food because they knew me and because I was a realtor. Yeah. So they knew you are going to bring I'd people really to their say, apartments. Yeah. It was so funny. I'd really say it's like, it's something that is based on your time in college. You have so much going on that you, you have set hours at another, maybe Starbucks and they pay like $15 an hour. So in three hours, you're making 45 bucks in real estate. If you sign a lease, which is taking the people to the apartments, the right apartments might take you like two, three hours going over the lease, talking to property managers, say at most, at most, this is a lot Bet 10 hours, if you lease a four bedroom apartment here in Austin, you get $2,000. So with that, it's about 200 per hour and it's like, dude, this is amazing. You just break down everything and it makes so much sense to do that based on your own time. You're with your friends. You don't have to be at Starbucks asking people that you don't know this and that, you know, it's with friends and people that know the other people. That's, that's why I think in college, it's a perfect job.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer. And I love, I love what you did too. your, your TikTok that you were explaining what you did when you were in college with the leasing. Hey, all you got to do is take your friends to these places. You're basically just, you know, helping them shop for apartments. Honestly, I love what you said there and it caught my eye and it caught my attention. I think that is probably one of the smartest things I've seen. And that's why I want to have you on the show is because that shows some level of innovation that you had in your industry because you're around, I mean, how many students does Texas have?
1: The, the University of Texas, 50,000.
0: 50,000. So right. you have literally yeah. 50,000 people to help find apartments, right? And that's just yeah. through your networks of people, you know, every single year, they're going to sign a new lease somewhere. You can walk them in the door for that. I thought that was brilliant. And, uh, to me, I think that's something that every college person should should take into consideration. Um, I mean, and from
1: that for for you as well, your insurance, isn't it? It's all about relationships. I mean, the relationships you've had with people, how has that helped you as well with your business and whatnot, you know,
0: yeah you know one thing i think that's a great question because it contrasts a little bit between real estate and insurance um our business is a lot more long term than y'all's is y'all's business is, is you know more transactional you get you get deals done obviously relationships are important because it helps you close those deals and it helps maybe the customers come back to to you with us we we make money over over long periods of time when customers renew each time their auto or their home it renews we make money each and every year and so it's a little different in the way that you make money and you get started. But just like you were saying earlier, like, hey, in college, there's no better job than real estate. I'd probably make the same argument on the insurance side because it's a time in life where you have low expenses and you have a lot of time that can help you generate income. And with this, it's like it's like putting your money in it, basically in, a, in some type of annuity. Every year it's gonna pay you money. The insurance is the same way. Every time you write an insurance policy, as long as you build that relationship, this is where it goes back to your question. As long as you build that relationship right the first day, the first year, 20 years from now, you're still going to be making money off of that same account. That's compound interest at at its finest form, in my opinion. And I think that's why relationships in our industry matter so much. Um, Whereas in your industry, it's more about getting the deal done. With us, it's about how we make money long-term, keeping the deal.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me, 100% with you on that. It's like about helping families, you know, and from there, it's everything will just come back to you. If you do something wrongly karma will definitely come and bite you you know so i mean not not if you do it wrong it's more so if you do it with uh with like um, uh knowing that it's not the right thing to do yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely you know that's and there's something to be said about that is, is just taking care of people making them you know i think a lot of people too they they think when they're thinking about business they're thinking about it's just about the person making the sale or making the deal but really if you take care of the people you're going to get referrals off of it. You're going to get people that want to help you. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel a lot more satisfied because you took care of somebody's need and you truly believed in what you did. Um, there's something to be said for that as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all about the needs and really what you're what you're giving. You know, it's all about perspective. People Absolutely. can cold call and be like, hey, I'm going to bother them. But when you're like, I'm cold calling because I know that they need this, that's when your perspective shifts and you'll keep cold calling until you really help that person.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, talking a little more about your industry before we shift into what made, what made you so successful, uh, tell me a little bit about pros and cons in your industry. Um, last time that we, we did this, the realtor, I believe their answer on the con side was, you know, it's a commission-based job. And uh, that can mean if you're, you're not successful, you're, you're really not successful. Uh, which I like what you said earlier is about ownership of it. Cause if you're not successful, it's your fault. Uh, but the, the, approach for them was the flexible hours and things like that. What would you add to that? As far as pros and cons go to the real estate industry.
1: You said flexible on your own time. I love that I'm making more money than the person that would be making the same money and not putting as much effort into it as making. I absolutely love that. And I also love pros. A huge pro is that I can educate my friends that have limiting beliefs that they think that they can't own a home just because throughout our life, like for example in Mexican culture, it's a lot about keeping money, being frugal, being safe with it and whatnot. It's like buying your home and that's your only home and just storing money. So that's one thing that I, I can see a, around a lot of, um, like, my my family, friends, and whatnot. So I just loved educating people and telling them, it's like, look, dude, this is what you can do. You can pull as low as 3% down. It's not 20%. This is what um, getting a house gets you. You can do it if you want. You're educated. Now it's up to you to take that decision. So I just really love that I can be an educator to a lot of friends and people that have seen me on podcasts. Like, in the past three months, I've helped, like, 15 people out of those 15, 14 were between the ages of 21 to 26. And they all were like, dude, I never thought I could buy a home. And now I bought a home. I'm not paying rent. I'm living for free. So that, I love that. That's a huge pro for me. Then a con, I would say, potentially getting complacent when you're making good money that you're like, oh, it's going to keep on going like this. Now you need to keep working hard. And then also. Like you were saying earlier, the fact that it's really, um, yeah, commission-based. So you don't have a set salary and you got to keep keep grinding, you know, or maybe set the right systems.
0: Yeah. Two things, you know, in our earlier discussion that I want to bring up here on the, on the pro side, you put no boss. I love that because I think a lot of people, <laughs> um, that's the point of this podcast is a lot of people wait till they're 30 years old to find a career, which most of the time means there's not a boss involved or there's a, you know, you are the boss, one of the two. You're 19 years old, you're your own boss. You get to make those decisions for yourself. That's why you get to be flexible because that's what bosses do. They get to be flexible. Um, Talk a little bit more about that pro. Why is that such an important thing to you?
1: Because I I didn't want to build someone else's legacy. I'm very big on building my own legacy. And then also the fact that (laughs) I just don't really like when people tell me what to do. I I know when it's the right things, you know, like I can, I can, Be like, okay, you know what? You're right. I'll do that. But ever since, so when I was 16, I went on an exchange program in France for a whole year and I did not have anybody that spoke English. Like I had to learn French, became very independent. I made a lot of friends, got out of my comfort zone. Amazing. I loved it. And ever since I got back, I've really thought about that experience as being one of the reasons why it's like, I like being independent and I don't like someone telling me what to do and whatnot. Like I said, legacy building, I like to do what I want to do, not to sound like a rebel or anything, you know, <laughs> and then also just, dude, the sky's the limit here. I mean, this year, oh my gosh, it's just been amazing. It's been amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that because I, I think when we talk about what sets set you apart here in a little bit, I think that that tied to another thing, I think we'll connect back uh, here in just a little bit. As far as the con goes, you said bad agents. That was one of the things that is one of oh the negatives of your industry, and and that's something I haven't talked about with the real estate agent on this podcast before. But you know, in insurance, there's a there's a connotation of what insurance is that you have to get around, right? That it's all about the price of the product. There's no real benefit to it. Uh, you know, insurance people are scammed. You know, they're trying to scam artists. <laughs> that that's that's things that you hear often in my industry, and you have to use education, innovation, all these kind of things to overcome that what do bad agents do for your industry? What kind of uh, bad reputation can it make uh, for for you when you're meeting a new customer?
1: So a lot of agents have commission breath and they're just like, oh, I want the commission and I don't look over my client's needs first.
0: did you call that commission (laughs) breath? Yeah, commission breath.
1: (laughs) Dude, that's a huge thing and it's just so, I can like tell right away when I know an agent and they're like, oh my god, All they're talking about is the money they're making. (laughs) not not the the money that they're making it's more so like
0: um that's the most important part to them
1: yeah and it's like not my client's interest no like if i screw up on a deal me and my business partner no joke no joke this past year we sold 2.17 million dollar property and we messed up on one part of the contract and that meant that my client had to pay for something we're like no you know what we're gonna pay for it instead of getting sixty thousand dollars we got $10,000 because we were like, dude, we'll give you $50,000. We screwed up. We'll take ownership. We don't, we want this to be as easy as possible for you. So there's just people that aren't willing to do that. And that means that they're not taking ownership of their stuff. You know, stuff like that. This is supposed to be a business where it's like our client's interest first. And I see a lot of agents that don't do that. And then also just agents that that blame outside circumstances all the time. <laughs> and um agents that unfortunately do a bad job for some people. And then people are like, oh, agents are all are all like this just because one agent did a bad job. Right. Doesn't mean everyone's like that, you
0: know? Absolutely. You have to overcome that from time to time. That's just part of being in sales though. You know, bad experiences yeah. um can can ruin people's, you know, opinion of your industry. But that doesn't mean, like you said, that the industry no, but is wrong.
1: The thing is that there's a lot like To get your license, it's not that hard. So there's just a ton, a ton of agents to put into context. I believe the average agent sells like two to three homes, like two to three homes each year. So yeah, that's why there's a lot of agents. Well, let me,
0: let me, let me jump in on that then, because I think that this is something insurance and real estate have in common that I've not really ever realized before, but you know, in insurance, it's not that hard to get your license either. It's pretty, pretty easy process, and there's a lot of people who do it the wrong way as well. I would, I would argue that myself. They focus on the price, and that's the most important part of it. Makes it a commodity, makes it less important. Um, but the more agents that are like that, honestly, the easier my job gets. Because it's so easy to identify me from the rest of the people I compete with on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's part of what makes us successful is the fact that we're always looking for a competitive advantage to make us more appealing to a customer than someone else. And I think that, that, in my my opinion, the the sheer number of people who do it the wrong way makes my job easier. I hate to see it for my industry. It gives it a bad reputation. But at the same time, when they see what I do versus what another agent's going to do, it's it's a no-brainer that we always, we almost work in different industries because they're so different.
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I do agree 100% with that. I just feel bad for the people that go through that situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen people that are like just so tired and you're like, dude, let me help you. And then they're like, wow, this was way better than what I was going through on the past experience.
0: Yeah. I've been doing this for two years and I... I I can't even tell you how many customers, whenever I, whenever I get done explaining it, these people are 40, 50 years old. They've been having insurance for 30, 30 years, and they'll yeah. say things to me like, no one's ever explained that to me before. I had zero exactly. idea what that That's meant, what, and it's just second
1: educators. nature. Educators. Yeah. educators. Sales, yeah, salespeople, it's like educate the client first. That's the biggest thing. Educate, and then they can take a decision.
0: Absolutely. That's what I tell my customers all the time is, this is just like going to a restaurant and, and, and ordering something. I'm going to explain to you what it does. You're going to tell me if you want it or not. And we're yeah, going to talk exactly. about the, we're going to talk about the benefits and we're going to talk about the, the price and you make the decision at the end of the day. 100%. All right. I like that last question, before we move into what made you successful, uh, where is technology in relation to the real estate industry? This month is all about technology. And so I, I, the reason I brought you on in relation, I know you're not in the technology industry, but you're very good at using technology to make yourself more successful. So talk about where technology is in, in relation to real estate.
1: So it's huge. So important. I mean, nowadays I can open a house with my phone, which is actually absurd. Before (laughs) when I was doing leasing, I needed to take like a walkie talkie device with me along with my phone and connect. So that's a super box behind. I know the audience can't see, but a super box is like a blue box that you have to connect through Bluetooth and this and that. I had to take a walkie talkie thing beforehand. And now it's just my phone that can open the box and I get the key. That's huge. CRM is so important client relationship manager that is critical to just following up with people and then just making your whole life easier. Also social media is insanely important. When I was starting, I would visualize how I would get business. I do affirmations. I do all a lot of things in miracle miracle morning. That was my morning routine. Do a lot of that to get where I am right now. And it was a lot to do with technology. So I use Instagram a lot, Facebook and LinkedIn and i'm not joking i think I, i've helped 12 clients over the past two years through social media and each client let's say the homes that that have been sold are like twelve thousand to me so i mean do the math that's like about 140 thousand yeah you know and that's through social media i'm like educating people and they reach out the great thing about social media is that it's a hall warm lead because they want to work
0: with you right absolutely. they reach
1: out as opposed to you calling so, yeah. technology has been insanely important.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be even more important in the future. And that's one, that's the last question I want to ask on this is, do you, are you in any way afraid that technology is going to replace the realtor in the home buying process?
1: No, not at all. I mean, there's bad agents that will be, but I know, I know what I'm worth. I'm 100% sure that it's worth 3%. No it's going to pre- replace me or my team. Like, i'm so sure you know i'm not not worried at all I'm, if they if can't see us does happen i'll shift you know always about shifting so if something does happen i'll just take a shift and from there see okay you know what i can do this better than them and this and that but i don't foresee that what about you with insurance
0: yeah i'm, I'm the same as you I'm, I'm sitting here smiling they can't see us but i'm sitting here smiling when you say that because I, i'm the same way i i tell people all the time if if an in insurance you sell on premium Get ready because your your life is about to be very short as an insurance agent. I, I tell my agents all the time. I'm serious. Um, I have about I, I work with a lot of agents across Texas. And I tell them all the time, "Hey, look if if you sell on price, quit today and go find a different job." Because I, I'm seriously making. I'm helping you out in the long run. Because in insurance, I mean what, what's gonna what's gonna get priced faster? A human being or a computer? A computer all day long. AI is gonna take over the price part of of, of insurance. But there's there's a value I bring to the table that is easily worth the commission that I'm paid through the premium that the customer pays the same as you. Right. And I'm worth that. And I'll prove that to him over and over and over again. That's that's why I'm always big on my agents telling them, hey, what's your value? Right. Are you worth the commission that you're getting paid because you need to prove it to that customer? You need to go above and beyond to prove that to them. And education's the way that we do that. Innovation's the way that we do that. So I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm not worried about it in the slightest because I think that there's people who are gonna work, wanna work with agents like myself. Bad agents, they're probably gonna lose a job. Technology's <laughs> gonna beat them out all day long, but I'm not For worried sure. about my job in, in one way. And shifting, that, like you said, that doesn't mean we're gonna get out of our industry. You know, I wanted to make sure that clear to the viewers. You're not saying I'm gonna get out of real estate what you might say is I might have to do some more, you know, walkthroughs through my phone than in person, but I'm going to shift and make sure I work with technology while still keeping my value there to the yeah, customer. And that
1: actually excite, it excites me because it's like, dude, this is scary somewhat. Well, not really scary, but if it gets to that point, it'd be like, oh, maybe that's scary. And I love it because it's something that scares me. And I'm like, dude, I want to do this because it scares me. You know yeah it's like motivating
0: absolutely well that's the fun part of being in sales and I, all right that's a great transition let's let's use that so you know you're, you're you're a sports guy you played soccer in college uh obviously you're competitive and i think that's what makes salesmen really really good is they like the unknown a little bit right like you said it scares me a little bit which means i'm gonna have to go try something new and when you try something new you're so much more successful um than if you were to never innovate in any way so Talk to us a little bit about bring in your college sports background. Obviously this podcast is based around the idea of, you know, professionalism and people want to go pro in sports, but in reality, they're probably going to go pro in something white collar. So let's, let's help them get there quicker. So talk a little bit about your sports, some of the attributes that you brought from playing sports into your business and how it's made you successful.
1: Definitely. I would say leadership. That's very, very big quality. I was a captain of the state winning team in high school for my, for, for El Paso and leadership leadership the camaraderie, you know, it's a team, team business. So for me, I respect everyone and my, especially my office manager, he's a baller. He's awesome. He does all my contracts, takes care of like the volume that I make. He takes care of the things that I've already learned that I'm like, look, you know what, I'm not supposed to be doing this because my money is, my time is best elsewhere. So just the, the mutual respect and knowing that it's a team sport you can you can get somewhere on your own but you'll get somewhere way faster and easier with the team so leadership team hum, um, este, um being humble and then also the com- competitive aspect yesterday i was playing <laughs> i was playing outdoor soccer and i like didn't talk to people for like five minutes but then i was like hey good job guys and i was just like oh I'm like good competitive, not a cocky or anything, you know, I just, I'm like for five minutes, I'm like, uh, and that helped me because in real estate, I'm like, dude, I want to be the best, bro. Like, you know, I see people that are killing it and I want to be, I want to be like them or even better and even better, you know? So, see, yeah, it really helps me out.
0: I love that because that's something that pretty much everybody who's been on the show that's been successful said over and over, which is you have to be confident in your industry. And I think that's good for young people to hear because we're 25 and 24, we're not old, right? We're we're young people and we have that confidence. It's not because we know as much as everyone else, but it's because we're willing to go above and beyond to learn and to know for for our consumer if that's what we need to do. And because we have that mindset, you you might even say in some areas, especially newer areas and, and new trending areas in our industries, we do know more because we've been uh, we've been responsive and we've been learning over the last two years. So anything new that's come up over the last two years, we probably do know more than the older agents in either of our fields because they haven't been learning; they've been more complacent. And I, I love that. And it always goes back to it always goes back to competition because I was a basketball player. I love competing. I, I I was the same way. I did not like losing in any way. And I, cha- I transferred all that into business. And instead of, you know, in sports, that meant you went outside and you worked out, you, you, um, you know, got in shape, you uh, study your film and, and you you know, mastered your craft in business. That means you educate yourself. You look at the industry and you compare yourself to other people who are being successful. You compare yourself to other people who are in your area that are being successful. How can I be better than them? And when you do all of that, it's the same competitive nature and it, it turns into confidence. And that confidence is what ultimately makes us, more successful than other people around us is because we have that confidence and we're not we're not allowing ourselves and and what we've been taught for so long to say oh we're 24 and 25 we're not supposed to be successful yet absolutely we're supposed to be successful because we want to be better than people who are 40 or 50 which means we're not going to wait till we're 30 we're going to do it right now
1: oh yeah no that's huge I love that you touched that because it's a very big limiting belief at our age it's like oh no it'll come because that's what I've seen throughout that's why people that that's that's the norm so you just don't want to have that norm you want to elevate your norm by being with like kind individuals and not have that norm i mean like dude you can do anything you want as long as you put take action and put your mind towards it then also one thing that's super important that you're talking about action always comes first confidence comes after it's not the other way around confidence doesn't come if you don't take action so what you're saying is great you do have to take the action to get confident that's so important
0: yeah. Last thing we say before we close, and I'm definitely going to have you back on. I, I say that with most people, because we're going to be putting some panels together here pretty quickly <laughs> of, nice. of real estate agents. And I want to hear y'all, y'all discuss, you know, just the industry in general, but I wanted to ask you about something you said earlier, because I think maybe people missed it, but you said that you used to sit down and you used to visualize how you, how you go out and get business. In my opinion, one of the biggest thing that separates someone who's successful from someone who's not successful is the visualization and the intentional learning and thought process behind what makes me better, what makes me different. And you mentioned that just in passing and, and all you were talking about was what you were you're explaining your industry, but you brought that little that little nugget of wisdom out. And I want you to explain that to people what you mean by that. Because I think that when the more that these young people can listen and learn, what they're going to realize is there's not a huge difference in what makes someone successful and not successful. It's literally the time and intentional effort of thinking of how do I be successful and what am I willing to go through to be successful?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I th- that's great that you touched on that visualizations. <laughs> that was so important when I was starting off because it was like, look, visualize yourself, what you're wearing, how do you smell this as vivid as possible and the success that you want. So, for example, today I d- I do 10 minutes of visualizations, usually in the mornings, and today I was visualizing the most confident version of myself, visualizing having my dream home, and I was visualizing also helping the 50 or more families that I said I was going to help by this year. So that, those were, the 50 or more families was one of my goals, but I visualized it all the time, and I actually visualized being with Diego and Victor Nino, my business partners, and being like, dude, I made it this and that, kind of like, I can see what I'm wearing. So it's like putting that into the subconscious that it's going to happen. And it's crazy because the subconscious can't really tell the difference between something that's real and something that's in your head. I've read a lot about that. So visualizations has really helped obviously taking the action is most important, but it just really puts that picture into the subconscious.
0: Yeah, man. Well, hey, um, I really appreciate you joining the show today. I appreciate it. I think this is a great episode. I think it's going to help everybody understand more about the real estate industry and hopefully learn a little bit more about what it takes to be successful at the age of 25. Congrats on all your success. Looking forward to seeing uh, more videos about how you become more and more successful and look forward to having you back on the show at some point. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you.